antonyms. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please, please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, Episode 27, Strike the Match. The episode gets its title from the Power Man 5000 track of the same name from their 1994 EP, True Force. Never heard of them before this episode. You're going to have to feature them prominently on 90s Music Got Me Like, I guess. I guess. (laughs) All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on April 10th, 1996. A couple of birthdays. April 12th, Shannon Doherty turned 25. We knew her well. That's Uh, true. (laughs) April 14th, actress Abigail Breslin was born. And April 16th, actress Anna Taylor-Joy was born. Look at that. Huh. I do not think of those two as the same age. (laughs) That's true. Abigail Breslin seems like forever eight years old. Yeah. In my mind. (laughs) That's, yes. Okay. Movies. April 12th, Disney's James and the Giant Peach hit theaters. Freaks me out. I don't think I've seen it all the way through because I don't like it. I don't like it. No. It's too it's I don't too like it weird either. and gross. Yeah. Un- unpopular opinion. I also hate the book. I've never read the book, so it's I- gross and weird. I don't really think I'm a rolled doll guy. I've never read like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or anything like that, but the BFG I read hated. Oh, James I and loved the, the BFG. The book? Yeah, the book. Really? I huh. I haven't read it since I was probably like eight years old, but I remember loving it. Wow. Okay. But Good I for think you. that might be the only Roll Doll book that I've read straight through. Okay. So. Okay. April twelfth, Brain Candy, a movie from the Canadian sketch show Kids in the Hall, was released. I've not seen a ton of Kids in the Hall though. I love anything Dave Foley does. So didn't they just do recently a? reboot of kids yeah it popped back for a while didn't it yeah yeah and april 20th mystery science theater the movie we did it and you know it it's one of my favorite lines (laughs) from that movie which one is the movie i can't remember this island earth (laughs) exeter call me i mean it (laughs) i i think i've only seen that one once uh oh my gosh listeners Early yeah. in Nick and my friendship, like yes. one of the things that we were doing was watching Mystery Science Theater. Yes. Um, so you you and your wife, Hillary, are forever linked with Mystery yeah. Science Theater in my brain. That's fair. And I, if, if you've never seen it, you should watch it. So good. And and Mystery Science Theater, the movie, is a pretty decent one to watch. The, the movie that they riff is really funny. And this was like, I remember renting this at Blockbuster constantly like i got this on vhs all the time and i was watching new episodes uh saturday mornings for a long time so yeah but i love mystery science theater the movie is is one of my favorites it's really funny i had never heard of mystery science theater until i was dating eric and he was like hey we're going over to the gunning's house tonight to watch mystery science theater and i was like 
What is that? I have no what idea. What was it? Was it was it Mitchell? Was it Final Sacrifice? What was your first? I think my first one was the space one. Um, oh yeah. What's it called? Ne- Neptune Men. No, no, no. Not Neptune Men. No, okay. the one with brick plank chest. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> what that one that? called? Space Mutiny. Space, space, space Mutiny. Mutiny. Space Mutiny. Okay. Which is still a favorite. I yeah, love Space good. Mutiny. It's but good. I mean, yeah. Final Sacrifice will always be my favorite. Yeah. Browse but... Tower. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, if you have Pluto TV, which is a free channel, so everyone should have it. There is a Mystery Science Theater channel. You can just yeah. watch Mystery Science Theater all day. And to be more on brand, there's a 90210 channel. So yes, there go is. Go to town. Yeah. Pluto TV. All right. Speaking of TV, April 20th, Power Rangers Zeo debuted, featuring the late Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver, leading the charge as the Red Ranger. I thought he was the Green Ranger. He's the Green Ranger in the original. He's the Green Ranger, and then he's the White Ranger. By the time Zeo comes around, he's like the old... The old hat. He's the leader, and he takes on the Red Ranger mantle. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very, yeah. very sad to hear. About I know his his death. Yeah. Very. Sad. It really was. Yeah. April twenty eighth, Dexter's Laboratory debuted on Cartoon Network. I really like Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, it's, it's solid stuff. Yeah. And April twenty ninth, Nickelodeon launched TV Land as a result of Nick at Night's popularity. Yeah, man, Nick at Night. I feel like that's where I got my personality from. I really, <laughs> I just feel like watching like Get Smart and the Dick Van Dyke show and like I Dream of Jeannie and just all of those shows. I don't know. I just loved them so much. I loved Nick and Knight, Dragnet, whatever it was. And when I remember TV Land launching and it was at a time where it was like not a common channel. It was like you had to get it. It was like boomerang like back in the day yeah, it was like it was yeah. only available on like if somebody had like dish network or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was jealous because i wanted to watch it yeah i remember nick at night nick at night continued right it must have I think, yeah it did and it, and it kind of rolled more into like 90s stuff they were doing like roseanne and everybody loves yes. raymond and like they really they really pushed forward uh but yeah that, that classic era where they were doing like Partridge Family and stuff like that was just, I loved it. Mary Tyler Moore, Green yeah. Acres. Yep. Keep it coming. Uh, love Green Acres. Yep. All right. Music. April 16th, Blue Moon by Toby Keith came out and it was certified platinum. Have I you love, seen I love Toby, Toby Keith. Keith? Have you seen him in concert? I can't remember. I've not seen Toby Keith in concert. Okay. He has been having a rough go of it health wise lately but i think he's like just now getting back into at time of recording he is getting back on stage and performing okay okay again but i grew up listening to toby keith yeah the most redneck thing about me i think is that (laughs) i listen to toby keith (laughs) is that a burn on toby keith fans i can't tell no i mean he is unabashedly a redneck so it's a compliment okay okay uh, also on April 16th, Evil Empire, the Grammy-winning album from Rage Against the Machine, debuted. It would go on to be certified triple platinum. That's so many platinums. That's a lot. April 23rd, Fairweather Johnson by Hootie and the Blowfish debuted and would hit number one on the Billboard charts. I remember Hootie and the Blowfish like being a thing, and I thought the name was so cool, and I remember getting that first CD because I was like, I'm going to get into this hip new band. Couldn't do it. Hootie and the Blowfish 
and Can Dave Matthews Band are the bands that I wish I was into, but mm. I um, have just not taken the time yeah. to like go through and figure out what of their stuff I enjoy. Smashing Pumpkins was another one from this time sure. that I was like, I gotta listen to Smashing Pumpkins. This is never my <laughs> they're speed. They're Smashing Pumpkins. But yeah, they're just <laughs> reckless. Guitar Slinger by the Brian Seltzer Orchestra also oh came gosh. out. April oh my gosh everyone with a car in the mid 90s had a brian seltzer orchestra cassette it was like you gotta listen to this throwback big band jazz rock it's the, <laughs> it's the hip so, new thing <laughs> oh my gosh it was it was and then i remember in college it was like denver and the mile high orchestra they the big band sound did its best to make a comeback and, and brian seltzer i think did better than anybody else. But oh this yeah, is so for sure. Quintessential '90s to me. Have you guys done Brian Seltzer Orchestra? We have not. No. Oh, we they got it. a legendary, legendary well, Christmas album. Kendra is all I'm saying. That's you could do true. it. We have already selected our Christmas song, but we'll okay. we'll definitely have to keep that in mind for yes. future years. Yes. Um, speaking of Dave Matthews Band, April 30th, Crash by the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, came out and it was certified seven times platinum. Whoa! Is platinum the highest that you can go? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. So once you hit platinum, then you just start racking up yeah. the platinums. Gotcha. Yeah. One day, one day, I'm just gonna go through and listen to Dave Matthews and Hootie and the Bluefish and make a playlist of the songs okay. I like. Okay. We'll see. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. Video games, April 30th, Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures came out for the PC. In 1996, Computer Gaming World declared Indy's desktop adventures the 15th worst computer game ever released. <laughs> I would like to see think... that list. <laughs> Listen, I've played a lot of bad Indiana Jones games. I don't think I played this one, but this like the desktop adventures thing is familiar to me. I feel like I played the Star Wars one and it was like, they were supposed to like operate in Windows in a way that didn't like suck up all of your computer's memory, which like was a real concern in 1996. Right, right, uh, yeah. Have you seen the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Fate trailer? I have not. I have seen the image of yeah. the de-aged Harrison Ford that's going yeah. around, but I have not watched the trailer. I watched the trailer. Look, Thanks. I'll do it. You'll do it? I'll All do right. it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll come see it with Why you not? guys because Eric has declared he shan't be watching it. Uh, so. uh, yeah, yeah. Come I'll, on. I'll, I'll just come watch it with you guys. How did you feel about the crystal skull? Meh. Yeah. Meh. I feel like if I could just shave off like the last 10 minutes of crystal skull, I'd be pretty <laughs> yeah. okay with it. There's some good stuff in there. I, there I is. mean, Shia LaBeouf is, is fun in that movie. Yeah. And I like I that they, they bring back what's her face. Karen Allen. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like where it goes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. I weird, think that but part, all right. I think of that part often where Indy's in the quicksand and Shia LaBeouf throws him like a big snake to yeah. grab. And he's like, say, grab the rope. Say, grab the rope. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finally does it. Funny. But I'll see it. I mean, I don't want another Indiana Jones. But no, I'm definitely not. Like James Mangold directing and, you know, Harrison Ford was good in Force Awakens and Rise yeah. of Skywalker. So maybe, maybe, maybe he's still got it. You know, maybe. we'll just have to know. see. We will. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will, but this was this was your discovery. Uh, from 2014 to 2016, Kathleen Robertson, who plays Claire Arnold, uh, starred as Hildy Mulligan in Stephen Bacho's Murder in the First. The series co-starred Tay Diggs and ran on TNT for three seasons. How did you come across this? 
I saw, oh, where did I see it? I saw just like the cover art for the show. Okay, okay. And I can't remember where, but I was like, who is that? She looks so familiar. And then yeah. I looked it up and it was Kathleen Robertson. And I was like, what is this show? It looks yeah. right up my alley. Um, so it's on my to watch list. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I remember it coming out and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it's Claire. Uh, you know, and I like Tay Diggs from uh, Private Practice also. Um, and I'm pretty sure that I watched at least the first episode, if not the first couple. Mm-hmm. And it was fine, you know? Right. So maybe maybe I'll get back to it someday. All right. Maybe. That'll be our next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After Boy Meets World. And, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Yeah. All right. What's our synopsis? I will tell you, because that's okay. my job. It is. Every <laughs> For week. Strike the match. Brandon gets an amazing opportunity to intern at the Boston Globe for the summer, but would it mean canceling his trip with Susan? What's a boy to do? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Claire moves in with Steve because Tara is freaking her out. Oh, is that why? I feel like yeah. I missed that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Donna and David work on a music video for Power Man 5000. And Joe's not thrilled. Yeah. And finally, Tara, she takes the creep. She, she creeper creep. She, she does. She takes it up to the next she level. She does. She really does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Steve Wasserman, directed by James Darren. And that stood out to me right away because I know that name. This is the first of two episodes that he directs for 90210, and he directs two of Melrose Place where he also recurred as Tony Marlin in season seven. But James Aaron has been around and active since the 60s. He had a, a pretty successful music career back then, probably best known for playing Moondoggy in a series of Gidget films. Have you ever seen Gidget? Oh, Sally I Field? love Gidget. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember now if Sally Field was in the movies or the show, because there was both. But regardless. She was uh, in the show, wasn't she? Well, I don't know. I seem to, because she's also the flying nun, right? She is the flying nun. I seem to remember, like, back then watching it and being like, oh, she's in both of these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so he did that, and then he would continue on acting, directing, singing, notable roles in shows like T.J. Hooker and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Fun times. So that's our director. If we ever get around to watching Melrose Place, we'll see him on screen. We're going to get there. Are you? Maybe. You're committed? We'll see. (laughs) All right. Recurring players include Paige Moss as Tara Marks. She's back and she's crazier than ever. (laughs) Final appearance of Rachel Davies as Dr. Browning. So this is uh, the last of three, I know, three episodes. New recurring players, this may surprise you, include Power Man 5000. We will see them again in another episode. Uh, They would go on to release 10 albums at the time of recording. The most popular to date is 1999's Tonight the Stars Revolt. Frontman Spider One, which I'm sure is his birth name, uh, is the younger brother of Rob Zombie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tonight the Stars Revolt. That's a good title. It is pretty good. I approve. Their name, they say their name in the episode, but I was like, is this like a real band pretending to be a fake band? But no. Yeah. No, it's real. That is their actual name. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Other cast members today include Stephen Culp as Mr. Dressen. Did you recognize him, Kendra? 
the one Brandon sits down and interviews with. Yes, yes, I did. He's Rex him. Vandekamp, Rex Vandekamp and Desperate Housewives. Yes, I love Desperate he, Housewives. I know, it's so good. He also recurred as Major Hayes on Star Trek Enterprise. And here's a fun fact for you, Kendra, because this is in the running for our Christmas special. He was in a Christmas movie with Gabrielle Carteris in 2005 called Deck the Halls. Oh, how fun. So there you go. I have watched so many Christmas movies, and I don't think there's been a single 902 and O star this crazy. year. So far. that's crazy. Yeah, my wife and I just watched one called Christmas with the Campbells. It's an mm-hmm. AMC thing, and it's like a spoof of Hallmark movies, but they play it so straight. They play it like a hundred percent straight. That's the way to do it. And it's Justin Long and um, uh, Alex Moffat from SNL. And like Julia Duffy back from like Designing Women, New Heart era. Uh, George Went from Cheers is the dad. And it was so funny because it was like, it would be going along and then you'd kind of realize what they said and like laugh after the fact. You got to watch it. <laughs> okay. You have to watch it. I'll, I'll put it on my list. Okay. Uh, continuing on in our other cast, Peter Siragusa as Bernie, who we just got a little, a little one scene with Bernie, uh, Tara's friend uh, from her days on right. the street. Yes. And he was in a lot of Christmas movies. He was in Home Alone. He was on Miracle on 34th Street, the one you like with Dylan McDermott. Okay. He was in The Kid Who Loved Christmas and Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Oh, he passed. I love Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Do you? Oh, yes. Okay. I love them both. I love Once and Twice Upon and a Christmas. And Twice. Sure. Yeah. We just watched Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is a must watch uh, for the holidays oh, yes, for me. Of course. And we also watched Muppet Christmas Carol yesterday. Nice. I don't know why my son is like all in on a Christmas Carol this year. He just wants to watch every version of it. He's also watched Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol and, and Kedra. I was trying to find like a quick cartoon version for us to watch together. And I found one that was kind of like, like a flash animated, very little motion and really just kind of a telling of the story read by James Eckhouse. What? Yes. Crazy. I know it was crazy and he did a good job. He did voices and it was a whole thing. So we need to put it on, on our Facebook and Twitter so people can experience this. Are you going to show him the best version of a Christmas Carol? Uh, I am. I am the one with <laughs> Alistair Sim. Yeah, no, I absolutely no. am. <laughs> Not that one. It's the one oh. with George C. Scott. That's the best oh, one. Weird. Cause you said the best one. So I was confused. Yeah, right. The best one. Uh, Okay. Hey, you know what? While we're talking about uh, social media, we have a playlist of all of our Christmas episodes uh, for the last several years, including ones you guys did back on Nostalgia Me This. So you can find that right on our SoundCloud page, but it's also pinned on Twitter and Facebook. So it's a collection of specials that we did, as well as episodes from the series that are Christmas-based. So you can go and find that on our social media. Christmas! Um, uh, well, sad news. Peter Siragusa, who we're just talking about here, just passed away in October of 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah. Finally, we have Dylan Tucker as the bystander. This is what IMDb says. I don't really know who we're talking about, but his name was Dylan, and I thought it was funny, so I included it. <laughs> and he recurred as Butch on Saved by the Bell, so probably worked with uh, Tiffany Thiessen in the past as well. Fun. As so there you go. The bystander. As the bystander, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's strike the match. We start at Kelly Donna Claire's. Tara has brought some scones. She she brings croissants, but there's there's more before that. Okay, did you... I did the where I watched it okay. online. It that's where I came in. 
So okay. You tell yeah, us. So, so we begin that Kelly comes out and Claire and Donna are kind of like, okay, we got to do this. And they're like, any word on Tara getting her own place? And Kelly's like, yeah, she's on a waiting list. And Donna's like, well, that's what you said last week. And she's like, look, we talked about this, you guys. I don't think you're being fair to Tara kicking her out. And they were like, yeah, we agreed to a couple of days. And this mm -hmm. is a three-bedroom apartment. And this is getting rough. And Kelly's yeah. very, like, has her hackles up. She's like, hey, she needs me, and I need her, and this is happening. And Claire's like, well, fine, but I'm going to move in with Steve until she leaves because she gives me the creeps. Mm. And they Which both are kind of like, something's off about her. She's freaking us out. And Donna's... Donna's a little bit more like judicial about it than Claire. Claire's just like, she cray and I'm leaving. But Donna's just kind of like, I think it would be best if she left. So that's what they're going on. And then Tara breezes in with fresh croissants and Donna and Claire are like, we got to go to school. <laughs> okay. Well that, that makes stuff that happens later make more sense. Oh, so well, that's, I'm glad to help you. That's yeah. good. So yeah, she offers them, croissants they decline and leave and then tara comments after they leave like oh they don't like me yeah but kelly says she can stay as long as she wants as long as she wants kelly's really doubling down it's fine kelly pulls a croissant out of the bag and i've never wanted anything more than i wanted that croissant <laughs> a croissant does sound really good right now oh good after the intro we go to the college campus where the gang is talking oh no it's steve and brandon are doing a walk and talk yeah and steve is very excited that claire is moving in He's, yeah you know he is ready to play house with with claire i guess and they are talking about this it was like i missed something i had to go back and check that i was on the right episode because they're just talking about brandon got this offer from a newspaper and yeah. how great is that? But now they have to cancel the summer plans. Yeah. I forgot there were summer plans if they were ever I talked don't, about. No, no, no. There's a lot of facts, not in evidence here. Yeah. That was <laughs> the whole, like we're going to spend a carefree summer together has never been brought up. And it's so out of character for the two of them that yes. I thought it was really weird. I think that... Susan is out of character this whole episode. She doesn't act like herself at all. No. So, but that's, that's what's happening. So he's going to be meeting with this guy from the Boston Globe to discuss a potential summer yeah. position. Donna and Joe and David are sitting at the coffee place and she's listening to Power Man 5000 and David's telling her that they are a... They're a college band, I guess, that is what they say. They're like a campus, campus band. band. Yeah. yeah, they're a campus band, and they want David to film their music video. David is excited to do it, but he's like, there's so much to do. Donna, will you please help me with this? And Donna agrees to help him. Yeah. And I guess Joe is fine with it? I don't Unclear. know. Yeah. Unclear. I don't know if Joe is feeling weird because david is her ex-boyfriend he certainly should be any normal person i feel like would be kind of like i don't know that's kind of strange it's yeah. worth a conversation anyway yeah but they don't really expressly say that i don't think yeah well to donna he says you know he approves of her helping david he's like yeah that'll be fun for you go do that we get a quick little scene at the hospital where tara is sharing at a group meeting which kelly is also at and she's talking yes. about her parents and how she doesn't know where they are and 
why, you know, she acted the way she did around her parents. And she says, but, you know, but now she has friends and people who care about her. And it's, it's all great. Very clearly manipulation on Kelly. You know, she's just kind of like, yeah, if anybody ever tried to kick me out of my apartment, I certainly would do (laughs) drugs quickly. (laughs) At the Peach Pit After Dark, Colin is... Touching up the mural for some reason. I don't know I guess. why it needs touching up. He just I hated guess. it. Yeah. David arrives looking for Valerie, and these two are out for blood from yeah. from this first scene. They just yeah, they don't, hate each other's they guts. They do not like each other. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, Valerie is very recently um david's ex-girlfriend now with colin so yeah and david also confronted colin about like dragging kelly down yeah so there's definitely some blood here such an awkward interchange though because colin is like cut the crap david you don't like me and i definitely don't like you and david's like the feeling's mutual i'm like yeah that's what he just said yeah that's what he just said (laughs) david that's so funny that you picked that out because i laughed when he said that it's so awkward (laughs) david says he has a standing rule about hanging out with ex-felons burn (laughs) david is so catty on this i love it (laughs) is he an ex-felon he kind of feels like a current felon yeah yeah he's yeah he's uh he's on his way Valerie arrives and David asks if he can use the club for the Power Man 5000 music video. And Valerie is like, yeah, sure. As long as you guys are done before we open. Yep. Use away. After David leaves, Valerie tells Colin that he he needs to lighten up about David. She says, you know, don't you have enough problems without picking fights with David? At the Walsh house, Susan and Brandon are prepping food and talking about how time flies. They're, you know, already taking... What what test is it that they're studying for in this episode? It's the... It's, oh, yeah, I didn't write I it down. No, it's... It's, it's like a graduate like, placement test right, of right, some kind. Yeah. It's a, a big, important test. Yeah. And if I said the name of it, you would be like, ah, yes, that right, test. right. And Susan is talking about how she's looking forward to their summer trip and just getting to take the summer off and really, you know, before they head into their senior year. I don't buy that. I really, really don't. You and I both know once you hit your senior year, I feel like you should be like knowing what you're doing at that point. So the summer before your senior year is probably still a pretty important summer yeah if you're gonna intern or if you're gonna hasn't brandon interned like every summer he definitely did last year yes so it's just like what are we talking about i didn't like this i didn't like susan is very excited to see the largest ball of twine that's of course on her list definitely a thing susan would want so so brandon tells her about the boston globe and how they want him to come for the summer and how he's going to meet with this guy. And she is just against it from, uh-huh. from the first. Yeah. She And she does this, like the whole episode, this whole like pouty, yeah. like, Oh, just you're, just you're not, dude. you don't care about me. You just I want, want a, a job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so stupid. I hate it. I hate it too. Well, meanwhile, Steve and Claire are upstairs. He has made Ooh. room for her in, drawers and closet yeah 
So getting uh, getting pretty serious. I just wrote sexual joke because I know oh a gosh. sexual joke is made here, but I can't remember what it was. It's I don't remember the last one, but the last one I thought was pretty dirty. This one, Claire is like, well, it's better than a poke in the eye. And he like kisses her and pushes her down in the bed. And he was like, how about a poke in the old... <laughs> And then dot, 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 and the scene ends, and I was like, ooh, (laughs) censors? Anyone? Nope. No censors on that one. Eight o'clock on a Wednesday, we're making that. Okay. It's fine. All right. At the Peach Pit, Tara and Kelly are in the bathroom, you know, fixing their hair and makeup, and... Tara's like, oh, I hate my hair. It's just, I can't do anything with it. And so Kelly then says, I will set up an appointment for you with my hairstylist. I'll treat my treats. You can get your hair done. As soon as she said that, I was like, (laughs) we're going to get, we're going to get a Kelly double here in a second. (laughs) (laughs) So they also talk about, that Kelly heard there's a there's a place opening up that Tara can move into. Yeah. But Tara immediately is like, please don't make me go. I don't want to go. I want to stay with you. I need it's, you. I need you. Yeah. But Kelly, Kelly actually does say no. Like, she's like, I have two roommates. Yeah. I can't, like, we can't keep doing this. You need your yeah. own place. Yeah. And Tara's like, how can you do this to me? Yeah. I feel like Kelly understands the necessity of Tara leaving, she doesn't like Donna and Claire being like yeah. ultimatum. You yeah. know, it's like a, I can I can say yeah. she needs to leave, but no one else yeah. can. Right. Kelly and Tara then are leaving the Peach Pit, and they run into Colin and Valerie, and have like a little face off between the two of them. And as they walk away, Kelly is just talking to Tara, and she's like, "I just hate." Valerie so much. Yeah. I've never hated anyone as much as I hate (laughs) Valerie. (laughs) That's so funny. And Tara says, Well, anyone you hate, I also hate. And I hope she dies. Yeah. (laughs) Hope she dies. (laughs) It's like a uh have you seen that movie? That old movie with the two guys on the train and they're like, What if we what if we killed each other's girlfriends yeah. wouldn't that be crazy and then Great the one strangers guy on it. a train yes i have yeah. that was a good movie i really good. that i really enjoyed that movie yeah. yeah that's a good one okay back at david's room is he still in a dorm is he in an apartment yeah. i guess he's in a dorm <laughs> I think he's still in a dorm yeah so david and donna are going over the plan for the music video trying to like come up with a theme and you know what they're gonna do this is where we learn the song is called Strike the Match, which is Strike the, Match. the name of the episode. Oh. The planning is not going smoothly. They just Mm-mm. don't, they're not meeting eye to not eye on, on this. on the same page. Yep. So Donna just gets up to leave. Because David's like, why did I even ask you? And she's well, like, Donna, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> Donna, in David's defense, Donna says something that's really stupid. <laughs> he, she's... She's like, well, it's called Strike the Match. What if we just have them, like, striking matches? And David's like, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) And then Donna's like, forget it. And she storms out. And she says, is this what she says something about, like, I wouldn't work with you if you're the last person on Earth? Isn't there something like that? Yes. Yeah. And then David's like, that's it. A post-apocalyptic theme. Yeah. And and then the ideas just start flowing. That old chemistry comes back. And when we learned that the the drummer's girlfriend 
has to be in the music video. So then they're coming up with like, she's going to be the last woman on earth. Oh. And everyone is trying to get with the last woman on earth. And Great. that's the theme. Perfect. At the Walsh house. Steve and Claire and Brandon and Susan are stu- well. Steve's not taking this test, so he's no, 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 no. He's just there for the socializing. He but is the rest- bored. <laughs> but the rest of them are studying. They had. To- they're talking about. They had to come up with an antonym to the word multifarious. Yeah. And they get it correct. They take a not b- Joe. Joe does not get it. Oh, Joe does others. not. Oh, right. Joe's there too. Yeah. <laughs> not Joe. Donna though, right? Donna's not there. It's yeah, just... no, because Donna's with David. Donna's yeah. with David. It's just Joe who's there. They decide to take a break. Susan comments on a shawl that Claire is wearing. It's a yeah. like a just like a thin a little scarfy thing, scarfy yeah. white flowery shawl, and Claire says that it belonged to her mom. And it's one of the only things that she has uh, left of her mom's. What the heck? Was Chancellor Arnold just like, burn it all, (laughs) burn it all. Uh, (laughs) So it's now her lucky studying shawl, basically. Yeah, she probably uses it every time. (laughs) Yeah. Even though she and Steve had a whole study arc together and it never was introduced, she probably has worn it since her mother died. Probably. Back in Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Tara has waited until Kelly is asleep and she sneaks into her room and gets her car keys. Mm -hmm. We then have a quick uh, jump back to David's where they're, they're basically all set for planning the music video. They know they got the costumes, they got the locations. Everyone is going to show up in the morning. Easy peasy. It's all looking good. So Tara drives to Colin's apartment uh-huh. and keys up Valerie's car. And the where I was watching it, it was hard to see what she wrote. Did she write Die Val? Is that what yes. she wrote on the car? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's what she keyed into the car. She did make a comment when they like faced off with them at the Peach Pit. Like, oh, that's a really nice car. Hmm. So this is the resolution to that. Yes, this is where we go with that. Back at the Walsh house, next morning, Brandon and Susan are still studying. The the test is that day, but they're like, you know, Susan is really freaking out about this test. Claire heads out and Steve asks if he can do some laundry for her while she is taking her test. And she says, yes, everything on the chair upstairs is dirty. You can watch it. It's only been one yeah. day that she's one day, one night that she's been there. Yeah. And he she's, says, by okay. the way, she's wearing a terrible all plaid outfit, like a oh, plaid yeah. suit. It looks terrible. Terrible. Susan and Brandon are, you know, still talking about how nervous she is about the test. And Brandon's like, you know, there are more important things in life than what grad school you get into. And she says like, what a summer internship. Susan. Susan. And then she presses and is, says, you know, are are we in my future? Are yeah. we as a couple in my future? Yes. And, you know, take that into consideration when you meet with the Boston Globe yeah. guy. Yeah. And Brandon is upset by this. 
And rightfully, he's like, is this, you know, are you going to break up with me if I take this job? And she says, no, it's not an ultimatum. And he's like, well, good. And then he leaves. Yeah. It feels like an ultimatum. It, yeah. It's just a lot. It's just a lot coming from Susan after we had like a six episode arc of her still being into her ex. Yeah. You know? And if she don't... if she got a big internship that would lead to a career, no way would Brandon tell her not to take it. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And if he did, we would say he's an awful boyfriend. Yeah. All right. At the Peach Pit After Dark, they are filming this music video. They got extras doing like, you know, listening to the band and the crowd and the, the band is singing their song. And I guess. Yeah. Everyone's having a great time. David asks, well, where is this, you know, girlfriend who's going to be the last woman on earth? We need to get her in costume. And they say, sorry, she actually isn't going to make it. So guess who's going to fill in? Who is? It's Donna. Oh, that should be fine. Should be fine. Valerie comes outside and sees what has been keyed into her car. And she is very upset. Yeah. And she decides to call the police because she feels scared because of the message that was written. I don't really buy Valerie feeling scared about that. I mean, call the police, sure. But like the way she acts like someone's after me is a little (laughs) intense. I would be scared if someone wrote Kendra die on my car. Yeah, but like Valerie, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so Tara and Kelly go to... A store? A convenience store? I don't know what it is, but it is owned by her friend, Bernie, who who we learned she lived with for a time when she was on the streets and homeless. It was her only friend when she was on the streets. It's kind of a, feels to me like a used clothing shop kind of vibe. Yeah. Bernie is very happy to see her, and uh, she asks, do you still have the stuff you were holding on to for me? And he says yes, and he goes to get it. She tells Kelly that she lived with him until he caught her doing drugs and he threw her out. <laughs> Bernie. But they are still good friends, I guess. He's very happy to see her. He is. He's thrilled. He brings her a big suitcase with all her stuff in it and yeah. asks if she still has the camera that he gave her. And she says, yes, it's in the suitcase. And he says, she's a great photographer. So more... More stuff about Tara being a photographer. This has come up a couple times. It has. And I really don't remember it going anywhere. So I guess we'll see what happens. (laughs) Tara and Kelly then decide they're going to go to the Peach Pit and check out the filming of the music video. At the Walsh house, Steve is doing the laundry and uh uh-oh, guess what? What? He accidentally washed (laughs) the shawl. That's the only thing she had of her mom's. Only thing. Oh, just that one shawl. And it it didn't shrink. I guess it has holes in it now. Is that what yeah, happened yeah. to it? Yeah. At first I thought it shrunk, but when he shows it to her later, it's just like got holes in yeah. it. I don't yeah, know that cheesy. I don't know that that would happen. I have scarves like that that I wash and they never get big holes in them like that. I couldn't really tell what the fabric was. I mean, if it was like silk or something and it got, I, mean, I could see it, it getting holes. It looked like silk. It looked like, the, it looked like this one that like I'm wearing right now. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. And I wash these all the time, but whatever. Is that the only thing you have left of your mom? <laughs> no. Okay. 
at the Peach Pit After Dark, Donna is all dressed up to be this yes. last woman on Earth. And she's wearing, for those who haven't watched it, um, it's like a, she's wearing like a yellow bra with a black like see-through shirt yeah. over it. And then is she wearing fishnets? Is she doing like a short and fishnets think, thing? I, I can't think remember. It's fishnets at this point. No, I think it maybe is just like short shorts. Yeah. She pulls it off okay. It's oh like no, she, she she looks great. Kind um, of a Gwen Stefani, like nineties yeah. Gwen Stefani vibe. Yeah. It's I mean, it's not subtle. You're right. It is definitely a bra. She's like just wearing it. Oh a bra. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool with it, but <laughs> Tara and Kelly arrive and they're surprised to see that Donna is now in the music video. Yeah. And Tara starts taking pictures because she's a photographer. She's a photographer. And we get another like Colin and David are just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> squaring off. Like Colin's just standing there and David turns around and sees him. And it's like they're like two dogs that are like <laughs> on yeah. opposite sides of the fence. Like, what are you are you looking at me? <laughs> Once again, like before we started this rewatch and you asked me, can Brian Austin Green pull off tough? I would have been like, no. But I actually, I think he does. I wouldn't want to go against David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over in the Peach Pit, Kelly and Nat are discussing the video shoot and how it's going. And Val comes in and confronts Kelly and says, I I know what you did to my car. I told the police that you're the one who has a grudge against me. No way. You're their number one suspect. And they are just, they it, no. it is full hate. <laughs> yeah. They're like, do you want to take this outside? They're yeah, like, yeah. They're going to like, go, go fight. I don't believe that Valerie would think that Kelly would key her car. I don't think so either. I just think that's a weird jump to make. Yeah. Well, before they can take it outside, someone runs over. Maybe is this the bystander? Maybe it is. I bet that is. Yeah, you're because probably right. Because he has a line. He runs over and he says, there's a fight at the Peach Pit after dark. I was merely standing by and <laughs> witnessed it. So everyone goes back over to the Peach Pit after dark to find Colin and David are being held apart by people but they're yeah. still trying to they're still trying to go at it yeah. i mean let they me are let me they are him. pulling against people trying to get at each other so nat has to get in between them and get them to stop and then yep. valerie and nat shut down the video yep. shoot it's they over. say we're done everybody get out but i guess they started fighting because colin accused david of keying valerie's car and kelly's yeah. like valerie just accused me of the same thing and tara's like man those two they are just the worst yeah <laughs> i kind of thought maybe donna would have a minute of being like wait a minute tara but she doesn't seem to no brandon goes to meet with the boston globe representative played yes. by Rex. Even Cole. Yeah, that's right. Rex Vandekamp. <laughs> is Rex Vandekamp is Vandekamp the one who's married to uh Bree. Bree. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mar Marsha Cross of Melrose yes. Place fame. Oh yes, for sure. She's probably my favorite in that show. She's really good in that show. She has a lot of good arcs He's in that show. Crazy in Melrose Place. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kimberly, you're nuts. <laughs> So they want him to come work for the Boston Globe and they say, if you come and work for us this summer, then we guarantee you a job 
as soon as you graduate. With, with competitive salary and Competitive full salary, full benefits. This is crazy. It's too much. It's, it's too crazy. much to like go with what happens in this episode. If he was like, it's an internship and we often hire interns, so this would be a good, but he's like, no. If you agree to intern this summer, your life will be set, my friend, doing exactly <laughs> what you want to do, and we'll just make it rain, daddy. I mean, it's too much. Yeah. And Brandon's like, why are you offering this to me my junior year? And he says they want to take him off the market now so they don't have to fight for him yeah. after his senior year when he graduates. Smart. Pretty smart. I mean, it makes sense, but it, it's crazy. It he should crazy. he should be shaking his hand. Yeah, he right should. then and there. Yeah, man, here's a company car, Brandon. <laughs> but Brandon's like, Too oh, much. you know, I did have plans for this summer, and he the I don't know his name. The guy he says, Dessen, Mr. Dessen, Mr. Dessen says, you know, this is an important summer, like n- not the summer to be goofing off. Right. Exactly. So Brandon has a lot to think about. <laughs> he does. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Kelly and Tara are talking about the whole, you know, Valerie Collins situation. Tara suggests right. that maybe Valerie keyed her own car just mm. to, you know, which that sounds like something Valerie would do just it to does. sow some chaos. That, that is true. <laughs> Tara is very excited for her hair appointment. And Kelly, you know, tells her, you know, don't be late. He's fitting you in. So make sure you're there on time. They talk about her photography and how when she was on the streets, she took tons of pictures, but she didn't have the money to develop the pictures. So they're just, you know, she just has rolls and rolls of film that she has shot, but not developed. And Kelly's like... She can buy the film. So she continued to buy film, but never had anything developed. Correct. So maybe she's a terrible photographer? Maybe. We don't know. We've never seen a picture. She hasn't seen a picture. (laughs) Well, Kelly says, you know, the condor probably has a dark room. I'll ask Brandon if we can use it and develop your pictures. Tara thinks uh, Kelly likes Brandon and that Brandon likes Kelly. He's still sweet on her. That's what she thinks. Kelly says she's going to go have a shower and a nap. And, you know, have fun at your hair appointment. I'll see you later. But Tara goes to her suitcase and removes some clothes to reveal a gun. Uh-oh. Uh, that feels like an escalation to me. And once a gun is introduced... It's gotta be fired. It's gotta be fired. It's gotta be fired. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back at the music video shoot... I don't know where they've moved to. A warehouse? I don't know. Donna is in a... With like a full set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's legit. Donna is now in like a leather, like crop top. Like a bustier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where she's wearing like shorts and fishnets. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where she's just like dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing her heart out. As before, she is very cool with it. She's like, yeah, you know what? I'm down for this. Put me in the slinkiest outfit you can get and I'll dance up there. On top of this car. Yep. So Joe arrives and is not pleased yeah, with what yeah. he is seeing. It's a, I mean, it's a lot. It is a, it is a lot. It, it is a yes. lot of skin. It is. It is. 
So she sees Joe watching and she goes to talk to him. He finished his test. He said it went well. And she's like, well, we'll be done soon. Why don't you stay and watch us film? And then we'll hang out. Terrible idea. Yeah. So she just gets back up there and is is dancing. And Joe gets really uncomfortable and, and just ends up leaving. Yep. So are we supposed to be seeing a pattern here? Because there was that party episode where she was filming stuff with David and ignoring Joe and now there's this episode where she's filming stuff with David and ignoring Joe. Are we supposed to be seeing this pattern of things? Yeah, it just it kind of feels like we're pushing in that direction. I keep thinking that Joe keeps acting like Ray, and I almost wonder if these are scripts that they've had <laughs> because Ray leaving was a was a kind of from on high decision, and I kind of wonder if these are if these are Ray scripts that we're seeing play out because Joe would never talk about the heart condition and Joe is just kind of jealous and insecure all the time now. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those old Ray scripts we didn't get yeah. to use? Pull them out. Toss them in. Call up <laughs> Power Man 5000. At the Condor, Brandon comes to talk to Susan after oh. his meeting. I hate this scene. Ugh, I hate terrible. it. And terrible. Susan is just like, you know sad face and yeah how did your meeting go and she is not thrilled when he says how how well it went and what yeah, they, it's basically they've just offered red him. carpet he can yeah. do whatever yeah and she's like wow you know that's really great brandon i'm so happy for you why okay why do they have to weaken susan to make brandon look good because know. you could do this exact same plot brandon could still make the decision to not go so he can go on the trip with her but she could be like are you crazy? What are you doing? And he could be like, no, I'm in it. And I love you. And we're going to do this. And she could be like, this is nuts. You shouldn't do that. And then we could still have the same resolution here that he's not going to go and they're going to be together. But instead they turn her into like a whiny little schmoopy baby. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even push back. I mean, she's kind of like, are you sure? But she's like, great, let's go see the world's biggest ball of twine. And you can just not have a career forever. Yeah, so she thinks that he's made this decision, but then he shows her a a piece of twine oh. that's tied in a knot, and she said he says this is the smallest ball of oh. twine, and now we have to go see the biggest ball of twine, and she's like, "Wow, you're giving up the opportunity for me," and he says, "Yes." So stupid. She she would never. She would never. And also, the Susan that we've seen for the rest of the season would not even be attracted to the kind of guy who would be like, I'm giving all this up so I can take you on a trip. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No well, way. And it's just like, a, an, again, another retread of Andrea not yes. going to, where did she get into? Yale? Yale. Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. It is so stupid. <laughs> also, how we bankroll on a summer long trip. Nobody has a job. <laughs> where are they going? They're just going to like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Beg for money at every place they stop. Beg for gas money. All right. At the Walsh house. We got to pick it up here. At the Walsh house, Claire arrives home and says that her test went well. Steve has got her flowers. He cleaned the kitchen. He's really trying to to put her in a good mood. Yeah. And he's like something, something really, really bad has happened. I feel like. I feel like this exact situation has happened with Eric and I, where I've come home mm. and he's like done all this stuff. And he's like, I have to tell you that I broke something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of something specific, but it felt very familiar. So he's like, I washed the shawl 
And he goes to get it and shows it. And it's just, you know, got holes ripped all in it. And she is, she's very upset. She's like, how could you do this? You knew how much this meant to me. And poor Steve, he's just like, look, I bought you all these other shawls. I bought you more shawls. This one's pretty. (laughs) Um. But she she forgives him. She's like, I love, you know, I know you love me. I know you wouldn't hurt me on purpose. And um, it's just, it's sweet. Like Steve, yeah. is, he feels really bad. Like he, he really does. loves Claire and would never want to hurt her. So Also, it was on the chair with the other clothes. And she yeah. told him to get everything off the yeah. chair. He was like, I didn't see it. It was on the chair. And you said, grab everything off the chair. <laughs> right. Poor Steve. Yep. But it's okay. All is forgiven. Yeah. She does forgive him. All right. Last scene is at Kelly, Donna, Claire's. <laughs> Donna and Kelly are catching up, uh, you know, about the day. And Kelly, you know, she doesn't want to talk about the whole Val and Colin thing. No. No, she doesn't. And Donna's like, you know, ugh, Valerie, one minute she's nice. The other minute she goes off the deep end. You can't. How do, how do you deal with how do you yep. solve a problem like Valerie? <laughs> so as they're talking, Tara arrives home and says, look at my hair. <laughs> and it is an exact copy of Kelly's short blonde yep. hairstyle. Yep. yep. And Kelly is immediately like, I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. She, Kelly has no, she doesn't even try to be like, she's like, how dare you? <laughs> she is so upset she's like why would you do that yeah yeah and tara's like what and kelly's like you know exactly what you did yeah so it's intense tara you know leaves the house upset and this this line from donna now makes more sense with what happened at the beginning but donna says you know we told you that she's weird she wants to be you kelly yeah and now maybe starting to sink in a little for kelly yeah this maybe is maybe a, a bit of a problem yeah no? okay all right that's the episode okay uh what's your 90210 snap oh boy <sighs> well i got mine mine is when kelly and valerie are okay. about to go beat each other <laughs> in the parking lot <laughs> i was gonna be like, mine you want to take this outside because yeah, it do. is just they're they're uh the things they say to each other are so you know biting yeah. Um, it, yeah. it's a very intense scene. Yeah. So yeah, have that's... We, I can't remember. Have we had a slap? Have Kelly and or Valerie slapped no, each other at one point? I don't think really? so. I feel like there was one slap. I can't remember. I I'll don't think so. I don't know how you could come back from that if you slap from a slap each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh verdict, Kendra? You know, the drama is like between Valerie and Colin and and Kelly, all that stuff. I'm on board with seeing where that goes. We've talked about all the Susan stuff. I just, yeah. I hated it. Yep. I hated it. Yep. Um, I feel the same way. I can't abide the Susan turning into a different kind of character. But I was pretty invested into the rest of it. I gotta say. I'm a little confused what they're doing. Like, are they trying to put David and Donna back together? Are they like keying up some David Donna romance? And I... I don't know. They're like doing things that could be like, this is what we're doing, but they're not, they're not being very obvious with it. So yeah. And the Donna, the Donna Joe stuff just feels like it's kind of lagged. And it was like, is his heart fixed? Is his heart fine? 
I don't know. He just had a surgery off screen and we haven't yeah. heard about it again. Right. I know. It's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. There's, there's weird stuff. I mean, we are, we are coming close to the end here of, of the season. So mm-hmm. I think we're definitely dropping threads for some sort of, I don't, I honestly don't remember like all, I remember some of the stuff, <laughs> but I don't remember <laughs> all the stuff for the end of the season. Right, so well, I think that probably is what's happening. We'll over, see. Overall, I'm very excited to see how this season ends. Yeah. So, yeah, agreed. and the next episode is also not available for streaming. Is okay. that correct? That's I think so because yeah. Power Man Five Thousand is still in that yes, episode. That's right, recurring characters. But Power I Man Five Thousand. Think maybe the rest are still are available on Paramount. No, no? I don't oh, think there's the, another there's one. A, there's a there's a two part finale that oh, I don't think. Oh right, is the finale isn't on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh goodness, yep. they're making it difficult. And we still have to decide on a Christmas episode, so we're really. We're really winding down our year here. Okay. Well, Kendra, when I'm not podcasting with you, sometimes I podcast for the David A. Howe Public Library in a little show I like to call House Things. <laughs> in the most recent episode, my friend Sarah Jacoby and I talked Dune. We talked too much Dune. We, we talked about the first Frank Herbert's Dune last year when I had COVID and my brain was crazy. This year, we talked about Dune Messiah and Children of Dune, and we had a good time. So if you're a sci-fi fan, if you like the world of Dune, Hop over to house things. What about you, Kendra? What are you, what are you doing? What are you uh, doing? <laughs> I am Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like. <laughs> it is really unfortunate that both the podcasts I'm in start with 9-0 because it, it confuses yeah, me all the, the time. Yeah. But uh, we talk 90s music over there, and we... Um, by the time this episode comes out, our newest episode will have been about Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have some holiday and then New Year's. We also will have um, an episode. So assuming we get all of them out on time, which doesn't yeah. always happen as yeah. as listeners well know. So. Yep. Okay. Good times. Good times. All right. Well, then we will be back next time with season six, episode 28, The Big Hurt. Ooh. <laughs> now that you and here we go <laughs>